Welcome to the Education for Tomorrow Alliance, What I Wish I Knew podcast. This podcast is about the emerging leaders and the steps that they are taking to reach the careers they have envisioned for themselves. We are excited to invite you as we enter into season five of this journey and as we continue to speak with young leaders from Montgomery County, Texas and beyond about their careers, the steps and advice that have helped them along the way, the people that have been there to support them and their dreams for their future. If you'd like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer, you can visit us at www.efta-us.org. We hope you guys enjoy this season, and we look forward to introducing you to all of these wonderful professionals that we've had a chance to speak with. In today's episode, I sit down with Will Warren, the new market president at TDECU and co-founder of Sleep in Heavenly Peace, the Montgomery County, Texas chapter. Will is originally from Southern California. He studied history at the University of California, Irving, and then taught English in Japan for a couple of years. Will realized his passion for volunteering while working for a community bank. His mentor and manager at the time encouraged his interest in learning about the needs of local nonprofits. From serving on numerous committees, committees in various nonprofits to serving as the president of his Rotary Club, he has developed an appreciation for the importance of having strategic leadership best practices. He currently serves on four local nonprofit board of directors, and in March of 2021, he co-founded the local chapter of a national nonprofit organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. He enjoys international traveling, snowboarding, and trail running. You will really be able to hear um, the passion behind Will's um, drive for starting the nonprofit of Sleep in Heavenly Peace and him and his partners and the work that they're doing locally in Montgomery County is amazing. Um, I will just make a note that when Will and I recorded this, he um, was in a current role and has taken a new position as the market president at TDECU. So I just wanted to make that known um, as a change bef- uh, since this episode has been recorded. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Will. How are you? Hi, Corinne. How's your day going? It's going good. How about you? Pretty good. Staying busy. I was excited about this. So thank you for the invitation. Of course. Well, I'm excited to have you be part of our podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to our listeners um, and learn more about you and kind of the work that you're doing here in Montgomery County. I gave our listeners a little bit of an introduction on the front end, but if you can kind of introduce yourself, let our listeners know who Will Warren is, we will get started. Great. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Yes, so I've been in Texas, Montgomery County for about five years. Uh, I was born just south of Boston. I grew up in Orange County and I lived abroad in Barcelona, Spain in college. And then I spent a few years in the Japanese countryside where I taught English. Uh, When I came back from Japan, I worked in retail banking in Orange County. I had various leadership positions and I worked my way up to branch manager. And then I came out to Texas to work at an online hybrid bank called Pierpoint Financial. Unfortunately, I was laid off right before the pandemic. All of our financial centers were shut down throughout the U.S. Uh, But nevertheless, through that organization, I got involved with Sleep in Heavenly Peace and Mm -hmm. I became a uh, volunteer at a Northwest Houston chapter. And then last year in um, March of 2021, me and Tom Michael, Mike Fortner, uh, Jennifer Hudson and Tammy Michael, we founded, co-founded our own chapter of Sleep in Heavenly Peace, Montgomery County, uh, Texas chapter. 
where we, um, as a nonprofit, we build, deliver, and install beds for children who don't have a bed. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I will just say this. This is just in my kind of viewpoint and opinion. I grew up in Montgomery County. We have a ton of nonprofits that do amazing work. Um, but I love that this is kind of something different. Like it's hands-on. You guys, what, have 80 volunteers each time you do a bed build? Um, up to 80, depending to on the 80. bed build, uh, generally 60 to 70 at least on a bed build. Bed deliveries are a smaller group from 40 to 50, uh, the, but uh, in September, we will have 80 for our bunks across America. That's an annual event where all the chapters throughout our footprint in the U.S., Canada, and Bermuda try to have their most successful prolific day in terms of beds built. Yeah. So we are um, very humbled by the support of the volunteers, the donors, and just the overall reaction has been overwhelming in a very positive manner. So yeah. we're just lucky to be here and serving the needs of the community. Yeah, I think that's awesome and a good way for families to get involved and groups to get involved. I know um, one of our leadership groups will get an opportunity to work with you guys this fall. And so um, I'm excited to learn more and um, kind of introduce our listeners to maybe an opportunity to work with you guys. So when you say you started like you and the rest of the group founded the this chapter, assuming it is nationwide. What what was the like drive behind it? What was what do you feel like you guys are being called to when you said, hey, this is something that we are involved in. This is something that we think needs to be here in Montgomery County, and we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna run with it. It's a great question. So our mission statement for all of our chapters and our overall organization is no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Well. We were going to Northwest Houston in Cyprus and the chapter there was very supportive of us as volunteers, but we knew that within our county, if a child needed a bed, there was no you know, chapter to respond to that need. Right. So we realized we had to establish a chapter and we could have done Conroe, Woodland, Spring, Magnolia, well, or for example, Willis, any city or town, we could have established the chapter, but by choosing the whole county, we knew that every, every child in our zip code within this county would be able to be serviced by us. Yeah. Uh, we went to training in San Antonio for a few days. We met the founder of the organization, Luke Mickelson. Uh, he started Sleep in Heavenly Peace in Idaho out of his, basically his home in 2012. So we really knew that there was a need in Montgomery County. And we also knew with the volunteer spirit of this community with like organizations mm -hmm. like EFTA and what you also do with NGL that people of all ages in this county wanna give back um, and so there's that. And then we also knew there was a need for families that were trying to get, you know, a bed. So we yeah. just figured we'd try it out and we've been very amazed by the response. Yeah. So when you guys is with it being, and this is for my listeners out there who maybe have that entrepreneurship spirit, or they have a drive to kind of be within the nonprofit realm, it, with with you guys being part of a nationwide and being part of your chapter, is it kind of the same setup as establishing a nonprofit with a 501c3, or is it kind of a lot of cut and copy from main from the main chapters, like main part across the nation? Does that I'm trying to trying to give our listeners if they have an interest in starting something, what maybe that process could look like? Does that question That's make sense? Excellent question. <laughs> So it's almost like the franchise model in a way where if you okay. have like, let's say, uh, I don't know, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, you have corporate and then you have ownership of a local store or restaurant uh, where you have support from corporate. So every dollar that's donated to our chapter, 
goes back to Idaho, our corporate, where they okay. take care of the taxes. They provide marketing support. Uh, they also provide training. So for someone with an entrepreneurial mindset where you don't have to carry that, you know, let's say additional work or burden of having to do the taxes and carrying right. all the insurance, it's an excellent way to start out a business from a nonprofit standpoint. Yeah. So for us, Mike is a business owner, Mike Fordner, and Tom has managed, you know, at you know large governmental organizations. They had the background more than me. I'm a uh, traditional kind of banker, corporate type. Now mm -hmm. I transitioned where I'm a financial advisor more recently and have some independence. But I would say if someone is looking for a model to get a their feet wet per se. The SHP Sleep and Heavenly Peace model is excellent, and we are still looking to actively develop chapters, for example, in Huntsville right now, or other counties neighboring us, uh, north of us primarily, and northwest, northeast. If there's a need for a bed, we can't service those, those children. Right. So there's a huge gap. We do have chapters in Beaumont, Katy, northwest Houston, central northwest Houston, but um, this, this stat will hopefully resonate with those li our listeners, your listeners. 3% of children tonight in the United States will go to bed without their own bed. Mm -hmm. So they're sleeping on the floor, a couch, or sharing a bed with another sibling. That for us is unacceptable. That's why our chapter exists. And that's why other chapters will continue to be developed because the need is not going away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think hopefully this gets that out to maybe some of our students who are in past programs who are now in college and living in Huntsville or A&M or something and they they get that drive and they're like hey this sounds this sounds like something we could do so I'm glad that we can we can share those details for you personally did you like did you grow up doing a lot of volunteering did you do you have something that you did or were a part of or maybe now that you kind of feel like prepared you to enter into this role of running a nonprofit? Sure. So to go further back in my here, my career, my life, you know, my first leadership role would have been in high school where I was the president of my ecology club. And I've always had leadership positions. I was resident advisor in college. Um, after that, you know, I went through a management training program to start my career in retail banking. I've always been kind of pulled to that area because I think leadership is about service and mm -hmm. sometimes it's unpaid service. And I'll tell you this, that serving in a nonprofit where we're all volunteers, none of us get paid. Right. Um, your fuel source and your compass is, is your passion mm -hmm. and your passion kind of has no limit. So I would say somebody who wants to give back, wants to serve, has a higher calling. The nonprofit world needs people like that. And yeah. some people think, well, I need more experience. I need to do this and that. At the end of the day, all of us that founded this chapter are volunteers. Yeah. We service our volunteers. We make sure their experience is amazing. And we also service the families to make sure they get a, a bed. But being a volunteer is just saying yes to something that maybe you don't understand, but you, you know you want to make a difference. So to the listeners on this, I would just say, if you know that you have a greater purpose in life, service will actually create an amazing life for you. But also about 10% of the workforce, third, uh, third, the third most popular industry is the nonprofit sector. Right. So you can make a paid career or an unpaid career lifestyle in the nonprofit world. I would also say being raised by a nurse and growing mm -hmm. up the first 10 years of my life, kind of a single parent environment, me, my brother and sister, when times were tough, our, my grandparents actually provided for us because we didn't have certain financial means at the time before my mom remarried my stepdad. So I would say being in a situation where I went without has given me 
a deeper perspective and a deeper appreciation for what a lot of people are going through. And you might not know that, but there are situations where we could go out for a bed delivery, not that this is common, but they might have a nice car in the driveway. They might live in a beautiful house. They might have a great flat screen TV on the wall, but the children don't have a bed. Right. And so that decision that impacts that child is not one for us to judge. Mm -hmm. We're there to deliver a bed, check a box, and hopefully make that child's life a little better. Right. Yeah, I love that. In in this kind of process of starting the nonprofit, having it be successful within Montgomery County, being able to do the monthly bed deliveries, and this that might be your answer to this. What do you feel like has been kind of your proudest moment or greatest accomplishment so far? I guess there's three things. I would say automatic, it's the child's reaction. It's mm -hmm. it's almost like Christmas or a birthday all yeah. in one. Uh, seeing their smiles, very humbling and very special. Uh, secondly, is seeing the relief on the parent or the guardian, whoever's taking care of them, seeing that relief, knowing that they reached out because it's not easy for some people to ask right. for help. So I admire the families for reaching out, for asking for help. And then thirdly, our volunteers, it's, uh, we've had volunteers all the way from age five to 85 mm -hmm. to see a, an entire community come out on a hot day, on a cold day, on a whatever day to just support our efforts. Um, that has been very special to see that, to see all types of people wanting to give back, churches, corporations, individuals, mothers yeah. and daughters, grandfather, grandson, you name it, every type of person background has been there, whether they're from upper income, lower income, middle class, people at the end of the day wanna have purpose in life. And I right. think our chapter and, and our mission just aligns with people because the idea of someone, sleep, a child sleeping on the ground, it connects with all of us. Mm -hmm. um, it connects with everybody. I don't even have children. I have nieces and nephews. And I know that every night they're going to bed in their own bed. Right. So I think it's something that people on a certain level feel that there's something that needs to be done. Yeah, man, that's great. Uh, on, the, on the reverse side of that, what has been the greatest challenge that you guys have faced? Sure. Sometimes the challenge is just, I, I guess you could say organizing a massive event, you know, making <laughs> sure everything is smooth, coming out for a bed builder, bed delivery, taking care of our volunteers. We want them to be safe. We want them to know what they're supposed to do. We never want them to feel uncomfortable doing anything, especially when we go out on a bed delivery, lifting something. Mm -hmm. um, it's really one of those things that's at the top of our list and also making sure that we're providing a bed to a family that has a need. One of the requirements when we do a bed delivery is that we're not replacing an existing bed. Right. So we have to discern where is the actual need. Um, it is also tough going out to the family's you know, homes and realizing they have other needs that we can't solve because that's mm -hmm. not our mission. But we know we can provide them resources to other great organizations in yeah. this community. So uh, we feel very important, very happy to have that network. But it's also humbling to realize that we're just there to build a bed and, and maybe that's not all they need, but we believe it's something important still. Yeah. And I think that piece about that's one of the great things that you kind of address within McGermott County is those networks and the connections and the people that you know that you can connect and be like, hey, here's this resource I know that handles this or getting it to whoever it is that you deal with on bed deliveries or things like that. There's there's a ton of people, as you said in the past, in Montgomery County that 
want to help, that want to give, that are there to be resources and there to be people that just say, how can I help? Um, and I think that's a, a, a great way, kind of you guys kind of act as a different way of being able to identify those or help identify those or help just give them the information that they might not necessarily know when you go out on those those bid build days. So, yeah. You're exactly right. I'll, I'll add to that is, is that we partner with other nonprofits and agencies. So for example, Yes to Youth, the YMCA, mm -hmm. CASA, these are very established and amazing, incredible organizations, but they have been able to reach out to us. We've also partnered with Family Promise. Yeah. So I think what I love about the nonprofit world, especially here in Montgomery County, from what I've known five years of being here, is there's this incredible collaboration, this cooperative spirit yeah. where we're all here to serve. And so we're a resource, but we also know other resources right. that can just do amazing things for this community that, you know, where there's a need. Yeah. That's awesome. So where do you see yourself, this organization, the work that you guys are doing, where do you see that being in five years? Right. So five years from now, let's just assume we've delivered thousands of beds by then to mm -hmm. this community, to our county. I, I really want to see us supporting other chapters in other nearby counties, um, you know, going north, east, northwest, north, even south, we can start uncovering needs in Harris County where there's areas right. and zip codes that are not being serviced. And I just, you know, my title, whatever it is, co-president, co-founder, if I keep that title, uh, my the greatest title for me has always been volunteer. So whatever I can do to support this chapter's growth, to tell the story, and by meeting people like you and organizations like EFTA with your incredible network, it really helps us tell the story because a lot of people don't know that bedlessness is a problem. And right. a lot of people assume naturally that the government takes care of that problem, mm -hmm. which the government does great stuff, but they're limited too in their scope. So I really want people to know that this is a national or international problem, but if we can act locally, uh, it'll make us feel like we're doing something about it. It's like the old starfish story. You know, people are like, well, mm -hmm. why are you throwing all the starfish in the ocean? You know, there's all these other starfish that are going to, you know, cook out here, roast out here on the sand of the beach. And I believe after every delivery, whether we deliver 25, 35 or 45 beds on a Saturday or even a couple on a weekday, that that one life, that one child, that one bed or one family, that will have a ripple effect. Right. You know, the kids that we're serving right now, one of these kids could go off to start their own nonprofit, mm -hmm. to be the president of the United States, to start their own nonprofit. All it takes is one little moment where someone saw a stranger exactly. care for them and provided a need that they had. Yeah, exactly. I know many nonprofits that have started that way. So um, that is a, definitely a true statement. Um, so I love that. What is, so uh, you know, you've worked with some of our EFTA students before, you've been on some of our panels, so a lot of our listeners are of that high school age, so sophomore, junior, senior. What's that one piece of advice you would go back and tell your 17, 18-year-old high school self? Sure, so if I could go back in time, long time from now in high school and tell myself, I would say to serve, you know, to volunteer as young as the young as possible, to identify a need that I had a specific, maybe personal connection with or not, but to find a need and to do something about it. Leadership is about identifying problems and using whatever resources, whatever capital, financial or human capital to solve that problem. 
there's a shortage of leadership in our country, and I'm a history major. And if you look at any time period, the greatest challenges to any moment in history are solved by people who come forward with a solution. And that's what we need. We need problem solvers. So mm-hmm. service-oriented leaders are the ones that people are going to be inspired by and want to get behind. And I think people think that service isn't for them. They have to be of a certain age or financial background. That's not true. So I wish I had started serving at a younger age uh, to get an experience with it at a younger age. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's awesome. So I like to end each podcast episode with just a couple of like quicker get to know you questions. Um, And so I have some of the things that you submitted from those. What would your three leadership hashtags be? Sure. Hashtags are fun. So for me, uh, gratitude. So hashtag gratitude, hashtag stewardship and hashtag humility. Yeah. I love those. Um, and then when you aren't working and building beds, what are the things you like to fill your day with? Sure. I love trail running. So I've done some ultra marathon events and uh, trail running is a lot of fun for me. The outdoors connecting with nature and there's a lot of great trails here in Montgomery County, fortunately. And I've mm-hmm. been to other parts of Texas. Central Texas has some awesome places to run. And then I'm always planning my next trip. I'm either on you know, my United app or booking.com planning my hotel and my flights for wherever I'm going to go next within Texas or within the, uh, the well, internationally is, is, is usually I have an international trip at least once a year. Yeah. Where has been the favorite place you've visited? So more recently, Montana, my brother lives in Kalispell. Yeah. I was up there, Flathead Lake area. Uh, and then internationally, I went to South Africa last year, did the safari. And then I went to Mexico awesome. city and, uh, you know, Mexico's not that far. Mexico City was pretty stunning and special. But I think for me, I look at every interaction as a chance to build trust and to mm-hmm. make people realize how we're all so similar. Um, that's what traveling has done for me is open my eyes to the reality that we're all going through something. And no matter what language or what we eat or what background we have, uh, we all want to feel safe and we all want to be cared for at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the What I Wish I Knew podcast. It's been great. I know a little bit about Sleep in Heavenly Peace from you guys and work with you guys in the community, but it was great to learn more. And just, it's always evident in hearing your passion, y'all's passion behind the work that you guys are doing for uh, people here in Montgomery County. So I appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Corinne. Uh, AEFTA has been an incredible support of the community. And uh, thank you for all that you do to make a difference in the lives of uh, high school students these days. Yes, it's, it is a joy every day. So um, listeners, if you'd like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer online and in person, you can visit us at www.efta-us.org. 